You're listening to Back Your Play with Q on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. All right, 18 past the 4 o'clock hour. Hey, you know what? We'll call it 420 because we like to invent new segments on the air. Hey, you know what? I think we're going to call it, to be honest with you, I think we're going to call it football on the 20s. I'll tell you what. I'm going to trademark that right now is uh, his debut. I I don't get it. He's on the air all over the place, all over the country. I co-host a show with this guy on Saturdays, and you know what? I mean, hey, through no fault of his own, I had to bug him to get him on for a couple moments, and that's uh, our NFL and Eagles insider, our good friend uh, Johnny Mac, John McMullen. What do you say, Johnny Mac? Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I got <laughs> some experience at 4 o'clock hour in South Jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna call it football at. I'm gonna call it football in the twenties. Johnny Mac, the debut, jumping on with back your play. Hey, listen, I know for a fact you and I are gonna disagree on, on this one, and let's just start it off. And this, I'm not trying to blow smoke. I'm not trying to come in with a hot take. We talked about it on uh, your show on Saturdays. I'm ready. I'm ready at this moment right now to sit Carson Wentz, to bench him, um, because what I'm seeing right now is a quarterback that looks totally overwhelmed, totally lost, no confidence. You can talk about the injuries, the play calling, the liability on defense at times with some of these players. You can talk about Schwartz and Doug. It's just a unique, bad season right now, and I'm ready to pull the plug. And the problem is, I don't think Doug's going to do it. Well, he's not going to do it because he's he's too friggin' loyal. But at the end of the day, I also believe, and maybe you can weigh in on this, he's looking at it as, hey, you know what, we're still in this, and I think my quarterback can turn it around. I don't believe it. I think it's time right now to bench him. Well, I agree with a lot of what you said. The only part I don't agree with is is not benching him. And, and it mainly has to do with for what. I, I mean, A, I don't think Jalen Hurts is ready to play. That's number one. Uh, but the second part of that is, you know, why you, you want to ruin uh, a second quarterback's confidence be, behind that offensive line uh, with those receivers, with those skill position players uh, who aren't in the right position so many times. So I think you're almost doubling down on that part of it. And, and then you are kind of married to Carson Wentz through 2021 because of the salary cap implications if you traded him. Uh, you'd be taking a $33 million cap hit. And, oh, by the way, you'd have to convince somebody to pick that up from a salary standpoint. So that's number one. And if they're going to do that, well, you're probably not going to get back the significant value that you would want. So in a lot of ways, the Eagles are stuck. And, you know, Doug has actually used that terminology before a number of times, Rich. We're, We're we're wed. We're married to Carson Wentz, and they are through 2021. So what's the point? You know, you are still in it. Uh, let them go out there. Let them try to figure it out. I, I agree with you. It's probably not going to happen. It's, I don't think – I think the biggest problem is that offensive line. Think about it, Rich. This is the first time, really, since the Super Bowl season, he has played behind an offensive line that wasn't top ten in this, in, in this league. And he's now got a bottom five, bottom ten offensive line. He's falling apart. Uh, so all of that part I agree with, as I said, but benching him doesn't make sense to me. 
Okay, so a couple things. I'm not saying right away they're going to look and they're going to trade him. I'm assuming you believe if they were to bench him, then that basically effectively ends this marriage. Is that what you're – that, it, do you believe that? Well, no, it doesn't end the marriage because they can't cut him. Sure. Uh, and it would, it would only affect his trade value in a negative fashion. So you, you throw that into the stew as well. Uh, if but would you bench it, John? the quarterback. But would it, John? Uh, but you, you bigger, really believe that? The, the, the bigger aspect to me is that Hertz uh, simply isn't ready to run this offense. And by the way, even if he was, even if he was, I think you're doing him a disservice by throwing him out there with a the supporting cast. If you really believe Jalen Hurts has a chance to be an impactful starting quarterback in this league, we've seen it happen with so many different quarterbacks. If you put him out there with a supporting cast that isn't good, the confidence erodes. You've seen it with a veteran. What what makes it happen? What makes you think it's not going to happen with a rookie? Look, these these are fair points. I mean, that's that's why you bring we bring you on. I mean, these these are excellent points, and I can only counter a couple of them. I guess it's one of these situations where, if you take a step back, look, if there is a Fitzpatrick number two or a Flacco number two or even a McCown number two, then you believe the decision would have been easier to bench him, or you still believe that Doug is just loyal to a fault and believes, look, if if, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with this guy. No, I, I, I think it would make a difference. I think if you had a viable option, and I hate to bring up the name, and I'm not going to bring up the name, but uh, if you had Ryan Fitzpatrick type, I think it changes. And I think you could massage it uh, a different way. And maybe you can point out to, hey, hey, this guy ha- has been sacked 40 times. He's yep. getting, he's under siege, uh, not not feeling he's banged up. You create a a back injury, you create a, a, a cat. And by the way, that's you don't have to create that. He is banged up. <laughs> yeah, so you can sacks. sort of use the injury excuse and say, you know what, he, he's not ready to go this week. Let's put a Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. I think it would make a difference. But I, I don't think, you know, the Eagles are still in first place, as ludicrous as that sounds. Now, that probably changes on Thanksgiving unless uh, – we play to a tie with Dallas and, and, and Washington. So, uh, but nonetheless, they still have the inside track to win this division. And from their standpoint, they're saying, well, this guy gives us the best chance to win. Uh, and I don't necessarily disagree with that part of it. If this team, and again, Johnny Mack, John McMullen joining us on a uh, Tuesday edition of Back Your Play, AM 1490, Sports Bending Radio, of course, Eagles Insider. You hear them all over the place, Sports Map Radio, Sirius XM, uh, SI, SI as well, Philly Voice, and of course, Saturdays as host of uh, Extend uh, the Play. I- I'm curious, and I think we might agree on this one, or at least kind of uh, you know take it down the same path, so to speak. When When you look at Wentz right now, and you look at the struggles, and you're right, you can contribute the struggles to so many things and you know he's got the happy feet and a shoddy offensive line and his weapons at times aren't helping him out and he's holding the ball you know again that's because he's running for his life at times wants to play hero ball do, do you also believe that Doug can make life a little more easier on him where okay you know what we know his strengths we can roll him out of the pocket a little more. We can actually roll him away from coverage. You know, And even when they tried to do that, he was still missing throws. Or do you believe at this point he is just not a good quarterback? 
take everything into consideration, and right now you're looking at a quarterback that doesn't even resemble the guy we saw a couple years ago that was a uh, MVP candidate. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he is not a, a good quarterback right now. Doug has said he could roll him out a little bit more, but you can't build your offense on that. I, I mean, one of the things they brought in Rich Scangarello to do yep. was improve the play-action game, and they're the worst play-action team in football. Uh, so that hasn't worked out. Nothing seems to be working out for this team. And, you know, I, I kind of had an epiphany this morning, actually, Rich. I put, I put it on Twitter. I'm like, I'm thinking about it. Well, you know, people say Frank Reich, John Filippo, But guess what? Carson Wentz was having his best statistical year before he got hurt yep. in 2018. He was completing almost 70% of his passes. His passer rating was over 100. He played well last year from a statistical standpoint. So he proved he could play well without those guys as coaches. Uh, that's part of it. You know, we talk about the skill position players. I mentioned the guys aren't in the right spots. They're not running the right routes. People have shown that. Dan Orlovsky showed you a Greg Ward clip um, where he's just not doing the right things that receivers should be. Uh, But guess what? At At the end of last season, he was winning with Greg Ward and Boston Scott and Josh Perkins. So he proved he could do that and play at a somewhat high level. So what's the only difference? The only difference is what I said at the beginning of this conversation, the offensive line. Since his rookie season, he has always had a top 10 and arguably top five offensive line in this league. This is his first time without a top-tier offensive line, and he's fallen apart. Yeah, He has fallen apart mechanically. He has lost confidence. He doesn't trust what he sees, and he holds on to the football too long. Yeah, and that's all of that is a recipe uh, for disaster. And, you know, I, I know what you're saying before, like you're doing Hurts a disservice, but I opened up the show with this, the last, I guess the last word on, on Wentz, the last thought on Wentz as we move on. There have been quarterbacks that have won multiple Super Bowls, league MVPs that have track record, resumes, doesn't matter what point of their career. Could have been early, could have been middle, could have been late stages. I can give you four, five, six. They were all benched, right? They, they were all benched. Now, you can sit there and say it was a different time. You know, look at some of the circumstances. Look who was their backup. Look at their season. It was, you know, you know they were out of it. But still, it's like, you know, Carson Wentz hasn't proved anything. And a couple of weeks ago, you and I were waxing poetic how, hey, you want to get to the playoffs to give him some experience. And now, again, it's almost like a 180 conversation where – I'm at the point right now where, look, you do a disservice to Hurts, you do a disservice to Hurts. I'm, I'm not. I, I get it. It's probably not the right move, but I'm sorry. It, like, what, what can you do? How do you remedy this? Well, I, I will say, you know, there are some people who argue he was benched in, in 2018 because he wanted to continue playing, certainly through his back injury, and there were conflicting reports about how serious it was and. The Eagles weren't playing well as a team. Individually, he was playing a little bit better, and they decided to go with the healthy quarterback, and they made another playoff run late. So you could look at it that way and say it's already been done. Um, uh, 
uh, as far as now, it would certainly be a more compelling case because he's playing in a much poorer fashion. Right. So it's not uh, my 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 thought on benching is not about him, uh, his psyche, or him playing well. He deserves to be benched. I just don't think you have that secondary option. That's why we brought up a Ryan Fitzpatrick type. I think it's easier to do uh, if you have somebody like that. Um, Nate Sudfeld's not that kind of guy either. So you start looking about do you want to throw the rookie into the deep end of the pool in a season where, look, it's been strange from the start. No offseason, no preparation. Um, Now other rookie quarterbacks have excelled. We saw Joe Burrow before he got injured. Justin Herbert has been great. Uh, so it's not like you can't do it. Uh, it, it. It's not like you can't throw them out there and say, let them learn on the fly. My bigger concern is I don't trust Carson Wentz moving forward, so I don't want to ruin the young kid. That's my thought process behind no benching. I don't want to ruin Jalen Hurts on top of what's going on with Carson Wentz. Well, listen, that's the difference between you and I. I mean, you look before you fire, and I just, you know... <laughs> You know, I'm, I, a couple before I let you get out of here. Explain to me how in the world, with everything going on, and we've talked about it so much on your show, with the, the COVID-19 reserve list, and then we turn around and Thielen plays on Sunday, and now he's on the COVID-19 reserve list. I, I, well, I there's know. two different. It, it doesn't mean you tested positive if you're on that list. You, If you do test positive, you're on the list, but also if you're a close contact. So uh, if you're just deemed a close contact to somebody who tested positive, you're going to have to go on that list. But it, as you continue to test negative up until game day, you're allowed to play with no preparation. I don't necessarily agree with that, the way the NFL has handled it. I, I think it's a disservice to the game. The players who don't get to prepare, you know, who knows what could happen, uh, and you're just showing up on on Sunday to play a football game. But that's what the NFL has decided. Their goal is to play this season no matter what, and and it's all about TV rights fees. I mean, that's why they're doing this. It it doesn't make a lot of sense. But you look at, for instance, Miles Garrett. Yep. You know, late in the week he tests positive. Originally they thought he was a close contact, and he kept getting the test. And boom, then he tests positive. He's out on Friday. That's a minimum of 10 games. So not only 10 days, not only does he miss the Eagles game, but he's got to miss this week as well. So the timing on this can kill you uh, for certain. And you're seeing with Baltimore right now playing on Thanksgiving, at least they're still scheduled to play on Thanksgiving. They're having some issues, and they're they're going to have a lot of players who aren't able to play if they pull that game off. Uh, two more before I let you get out of here. 30 seconds on each of them. The more dangerous, sneaky team, if and when they get into the playoffs, Indianapolis or Cleveland? In the AFC. I think it's Indy because of the defense. Yep. Um, uh, I, I, You know, I saw that Cleveland team obviously close up, playing a lot of attention. I give Kevin Stefanski a ton of credit, but they just can't do much. Uh, throwing the football without Odell Beckham Jr. And they've kind of built themselves on that running game, and it's great. They have a top-tier offensive line, but I think it's that's a difficult formula in a modern NFL. And I love that indie defense. And then uh, real quick with the Saints, with Breeze bringing out, uh, you know, I, I was a little shocked 
they decide to go to Hill. I mean, you know, all of a sudden this kid's in the and you know uh, a yellow blazer here i mean i get it he's 30 years of old, uh, age you know he can do a couple different things but look you got winston back there i mean wh- what does it say i mean it, it, you're almost treating as peyton kind of i'm almost resigned to the fact where Peyton's like hey man if this is my last year and i i gotta be without drew for a couple games i'm going out the way i want to go out i want to go out with hill i don't want to go out with the uh turnover machine that is winston yeah, it's interesting. I, I thought they would have went with Winston as well. If you look at last year when Drew got hurt and they, they had to play Teddy Bridgewater, I think they won 5-0. and oh. So I, I would think they would want more of that steady presence. But, you know, Sean Payton called Taysom Hill a franchise quarterback in the offseason. Everybody laughed at him. Everybody said, come on, really? Uh, so, you know, in some ways he's showing the courage of his convictions. Uh, and they won the football game. So, I, I mean, he played well enough to win. Not the decision I would have made, and we'll see how it continues because Drew's not going to be back. I mean, he's out three games, but 11 broken ribs. And and interestingly, that fourth game would be here against the Eagles. He's not going to be back for that game. All right, Johnny Mack, uh, I look forward. Hopefully, we will uh, be uh, checking in with each other on Saturday for Extend to Play, and I will leave you with this. You are, without a doubt, Penske material. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. Johnny Mack, be good. Our good friend John McMullen jumping on board for a couple moments. He's all over the place. Eagles Insider, SI, Philly Voice, Sirius XM, Sports Map Radio.